Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. And good morning to all. Larry Kruger with you on 95.7 The Game with Lorenzo Neal as the holiday edition of uh, 95.7 The Game continues. Hope you guys enjoyed the the uh, the Niner Nation. Or Kyle, Kyle Posey's going to join us from Niner Nation a little bit. But the Red and Gold Roundtable, which you just listened to with Bonte and Damon and the great Kyle Madsen. And, of course, Kyle and Alan will have... Your 49er postgame this year and a guy who is going to be joining <clears throat> yours truly on the 49er pregame on 95-7 the game this year is the great Lorenzo Neal. And he's with us. Hey, Lo, what's going on, man? How's your weekend? Hey, I'm great. How are we doing, my guy? Doing great, man. I'm doing great. And, you know, we'll get into the Giants off the start. We got Kyle Posey from Niners Nation stopping by in a bit and uh, right around noon, actually, a couple hours from now, we'll get his thoughts on... On the 49ers, but man, how's your weekend going? Uh, holiday weekend, I took the family to the beach yesterday. What'd you do? Good for you, Larry. Good for you. Did you get the BBQ going or, or no? Just a little beach time? And We actually, you... you know what we did, Lo? We went uh, down to um, uh, San Gregorio Beach, down okay. like kind of south, like a little south of Half Moon Bay, and then we went up and had some, uh, had some seafood at Sam's Chowder House. Good for you. Have you, you been to Sam's? I have not oh, been to Sam's. Am, it am out. I missing it? Is the chowder oh, amazing? Well, I'm not a chowder guy myself, Manhattan no. or New England chowder. But really, as far as like you know, some oysters, Rockefeller, maybe okay. a couple I, pops sitting on the patio. Sure. sure, 85 degrees. You know, this is you know the Bay. I mean, we get the microclimates right. So that Half Moon Bay area, if you go in like May, June, July, fogged in. But you go there like late August, early September, October, like around the time when people are going to get their pumpkins down there. It's glorious, man. I mean, the weather on the coast. I mean, in the creek today, I live in Walnut Creek. In in Walnut yeah. Creek, it's supposed to be like 111 today. Yeah. And yeah. it was like 103 yesterday. So I'm like, we're out of here, man. We are out of here. Absolutely. The creek gets up to about 111, man. Here in Fresburg, man, I'm talking about 112, 113. These are like... All-time highs, they're saying, it is this weather, especially right now. What happened to this fall, right? Seriously. You know, it's funny. People always say, oh, I'm going to go to San Francisco for the summertime. I'm like, go in the fall. Go in the fall because right. the fall is when we get our best weather. 
I I, I feel for Niner fans who are sitting in the sun in the right. preseason and, you know, like I would say week one through four or five right. because right. they're just absolutely sweating bullets. <laughs> Well, you know what though? It, you, you you don't mind sweating bullets if you're you're winning, like the you know yesterday the Giants, no pun intended. You know you don't mind sweating when you get to see that walk off, right? <laughs> exactly. We'll we'll start there because I I do want to um I, I do want to tell you that I'm super fired up to be doing pregame with you, and I just can't wait to tee up and and uh, you know talk a bunch of Niner ball and in your in my opinion as somebody who scouted in the NFL, scouted in the Canadian League. I think you're as good a blocking fullback low as I ever came across. There might be guys that were your equal. I don't know that there was anybody that could really say they were a superior blocking fullback to you. Not to suck up to you, but no. um, and I definitely want to get your thoughts on the evolution of kind of the fullback position uh, because I'm, I'm intending on interviewing Kyle Huschek this week. And I'd almost oh, like to play. Awesome. Yeah, and I'd like to play for him some of the some of your thoughts on the evolution of this position. But we'll get to that. We'll get to Kyle Posey. We'll get to the Niners, the NFL, maybe some predictions. We'll do all of it uh, coming up in a bit. But I want to start off with the Giants because, man, I'm more than anything just to get it out of the way. I mean, to be completely <laughs> honest, I just want to get it out of the way. But the Giants had a great weekend this weekend. They swept the Phillies. Um, I don't know how much you watched of it, but Friday night they, they went 13-1 behind uh, Alex Cobb. I had one eye low on the computer because it was like on Amazon Plus or whatever it was on, sure, Apple sure. Plus. And then I had my other eye on Sarah De La Salle high school football. on I think it was like on ESPNU. And Sarah pulled the upset in Concord of the Spartans. I could not believe it, man. But I love, I love me some high school football. Uh, my kid played at Northgate. He's now in college. I know your kid played locally and played collegiately and is trying to get a professional career going. But there's something about high school football on a Friday night that's just a little bit of Americana, man. No question, Larry. When you think about Friday night under the lights, it's – and you know Sarah High School with the great Tom Brady goes to Sarah went to Sarah. But when you're just when you're a kid and even as an adult, something on Friday nights you understand most towns. I'm from a small town, you know, Lee Moore down there in the Countryville. Yeah. And towns close up. And it's your kids, it's the low it's the butcher's kids, it's your kids, whatever it may be. And you see people come together on a Friday night and the atmosphere in the high school and just watching these kids play, it, it, it's you're right. There's nothing like it. Of course, you know, you're the Pee Wee and Pot Warner, but those are cute. But when you start to get that Friday night, it's that next transition before college. But it's a lot of times, a lot of individuals, their last time playing football, their senior year, and a lot of kids are going to put, you know, put it on the line just to watch how hard kids work and, and just to play sports. So absolutely, Larry, Friday night football, there's nothing like it. I think it's. A, I think every young man I know that that played the game loved their Friday nights. Who didn't? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you. I know you played the game at a high level. Did you get butterflies every game, or was that? Because I, I, I'll say this: as a parent, um, man, when my kid was playing, like I would say right around noontime on Friday, 
I started getting butterflies like I was playing. I was like, why am I nervous? I'm I'm not even gonna, I'm not going to take any hits. I'm not going to make any tackles. Why am I so freaking nervous? But it's like you want your kid to do well, but you're also there's also the kind of the fear factor on the injury front and sure. all that kind of stuff. How were you when Lowe Jr. was doing his thing in high school? Yeah. How how did you feel like Friday afternoons before those games? Or did for since you yeah, were a pro, did you did it not phase you? You know what? It it, it, it did because you, like you alluded to, it's still a part of you. You know, you created, you know, God's given you the ability to create kids and all of a sudden you see your son or your daughter cheering or, or you know, but especially football or wrestling when they're competing. And yes, you're nervous and, and you're just like you want the best for them and going out, believe it or not, my son played in Houston and St. Thomas. And they would tailgate. I mean, I would meet with the, you know, and hang out and tailgate before the game. And you hang out and, and, and it was actually fun. And, uh, you, yeah, you're nervous for your kids. You want them to play well. And then going back to, you know, even Lamore and different high school games around Fresno area to go watch kids that I've coached or kids that I know or, or parents that I went to school with. And now I'm watching their kids grow up without a doubt. I'm even nervous for those guys because you know them and you're, you invested in these young men, maybe helped them, helped them out at time or two. And, Absolutely, Larry. You're, you're you're nervous, but more so for your kids. But it's just even when you played. Of course, I was nervous on Friday nights when I was playing growing up. It's it's just it's the atmosphere, the environment. But no question, I'm nervous when I watch my kids play any type of sport. Yeah, so that's what I was watching, and I enjoyed it immensely, man. Sarah has a transfer from De La Salle who made this interception at the like 20 yard line with like two minutes left. And Sarah ran the ball a couple times, kicked the field goal, and got out of Concord with a three-point win. So I watched that. My my Sangnacious Wildcats lost. My son's Northgate Broncos, I think, won up in Ukiah. So that was Friday night. But, I, you know, Giants-wise, I mean, you know. Hold on, Larry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta squeeze one in. Yeah. What did you think about your boy, though? What What about – I know he. I know we're talking Niners. We'll get in that. But what about old Harbaugh, Michigan? Yes. Set. What do you think about them boys? How about the Wolverines? Huh? Yeah, the Wolverines. I watched a lot of college ball. I even covered. I took Florida against Utah. Uh, really? Covered that bet this weekend. I, I love for you. The SEC teams out of conference are just they just maul teams. I mean, and Utah's damn good. Man, the Utes are really they good. Just, they, they, they rank seven, right? They're oh, I know. Seven the they, the, just, they just got outflanked too much. Like, I was watching that game, too, Larry, and I just watched them like, oh, my God. If they could have contained, they won that game. Yeah. They yeah. just let, they broke down coverage, and it was just like, wow. You saw the speed difference. It wasn't a physical difference. It was breaking down here, play here, play there. They were so many times in third and get, thinking they're going to get off the field and just – letting the quarterback get outside, breaking containment, and that absolutely killed Utah. Yeah. So, you know, as I, you know, I always said, let's, let's always play the hits. I always talk to Matt uh, Nagy yeah. about let's play the hits. And, of course, we start off with high school football. <laughs> uh, no, but let, let's get to the Giants real quick because I do want to get this out of the way because I really want to talk football with you today because, you know, when you and I get together, man, whether it be in the press box during a game, if it's sure. if it's halftime, wherever it is, man, we, we always love chopping it up. And today we got that, that opportunity for three hours. But I got to get something off my chest. I mean, Giants, first of all, get the great weekend, all right? They, they win 13-1 Friday behind Cobb. Huge night for Jock Peterson. He drove in five. Giants drew 10 walks. Giants win Saturday 5-4. Another big day for Peterson. He had three RBIs in the game. 
Um, and uh, the Giants wound up using seven pitchers. And then yesterday they went 5-3. Carlos Rodon struck out 10. Uh, Wilmer Flores probably locked up that Willie Mack award with the walk-off two-run jack to left with two outs in the ninth. And so the Giants, you know, Giants sweep the fills, and they're back in action tonight. Logan Webb, Andrew Heaney uh, at Dodger Stadium, and we'll see. But what I really wanted to get to was that I think Farhan Zaidi is a really, really smart guy, though. But, man, I don't understand why a guy so smart can keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. He keeps, I mean, it was like he's such a smart guy that I think he's never done sales in his life. And anybody who's ever done sales knows that the key to sales is under promise and over deliver, not the opposite. You don't talk a big game. You're not, you can't be all hat and no cattle. You can't talk a big game and make a bunch of promises that you aren't going to keep. And last year, I felt like Farhan went in this, got in this rut. I mean, or this year, I should say, the beginning of the year, he's talking Trevor Story, Isaiah Suzuki, didn't sign either, and then signed a bunch of no-name Papierskis and Padlows and Stewie Fairchilds and all these guys. Um, and then he got to the middle of the season, and he did it again. He's talking about, hey, that we can go after superstar talent and Giants fans are thinking Otani and they're thinking Soto. And then he doesn't he does nothing. He brings in, you know, J.D. Davis and a couple of minor league uh, arms. And maybe it's a good trade. Time will tell. But here he is doing another interview. And he went on with Jim Bowden, the former uh, Reds GM. And the quote from Farhan is, again, he's talking big. He's like, you know, we we you know, we want to get more athletic. We want to get younger. Um, But then he goes on and says that we'd like to, you know, to to make, you know, to compete for big time free agents. Here's the quote. He says, including he says, um, everything is on the table for us this offseason, including going out and being aggressive at the top end of the free agent market. And all I would say is, Farhan, you're a bright guy. Stop talking. (laughs) <laughs> under promise and over deliver. You know, he's doing the opposite right now. He's cre- he created an expectation at the beginning of the year, didn't didn't deliver on it. Created an expectation at the trade deadline, again did not deliver on it. Now they're four games under 500 uh, despite sweeping the fills and he's leading this franchise into the offseason with that same we're going to compete for top free agents. Right. And you know, unless you're going to go sign Aaron Judge Unless you're going to go sign Trey Turner, unless you're going to go sign a Carlos Correa, just put a sock in it, buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't even, surprise us. You know, surprise us. Stop talking. It's like, I don't understand why a guy who's that smart keeps falling into the same trap of talking a big game and who knows what he's going to deliver. I'm just, I'm done listening to the talk. And I know that sounds. Uh, impatient for you know this is the reigning executive of the year they won a one they won 107 uh, only a year ago but how many times can you talk up big names and deliver the uh, parade of minor leaguers and no names I uh, I don't understand yeah. Farhan I don't get his mindset what do you think yeah, you know what Larry what, what happens a lot of times and sometimes is as individuals you know even coaches or scouts it, it doesn't matter bottom line is you may see something, you and I may see something, 
and we might think this guy can is capable of something, but then ultimately come to the players. And when sometimes you believe you got manager of the year or, you know, exec of the year, different things happen and you were lucky, but you didn't really go out and get any game changers. You didn't go out and get great pitching, didn't go out and get a great hitter and you piecemeal it together and you happen to have success because those guys bonded together. They believed in themselves and they said, we're a bunch of no names. Who are we? And you start to just say, okay, get that momentum going and you, and you make a miracle happen. And you make, you, you exceed expectations of you. Like you talking about earlier, you said under, 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 under promise and over de- on delivery. And so this, what, this is what that team did. They exceeded expectations. And now everyone's like, this team should be good. We should, you know, they were a series away from being in the, uh, the world series. I mean, they were so close and they're like, what happened? Farhan came in, they changed this whole thing, and it worked, and and it, it it didn't work. You had a group of guys, no-name guys, exceed expectations, and now you're getting to see who they really are. The consistency is not there. Yeah, they try, but when you don't have a lot of when you don't have a lot of great talent, you're gonna struggle. These guys are playing within their means right now. Totally. That's how I feel. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you pegged it. I think they overachieved last year. And they probably sped up their timetable, and they got their fan base and a lot of fans in the Bay Area to be like, hey, you know, we're expecting them to be pretty decent. And right. then, they, then they came out, and the ownership took, you know, instead of spending all the money they could have spent, the ownership took $20 million and just put it right in their pocket. Farhan talked a big game. And and I, as much as I, I'm not a Kapler guy, because I, I don't know, to me, I'm just not a Kapler guy. I mean, I've met him. I've talked to him. I think he's smart. I think he's competent. But I think he rubs guys wrong, and I think he's lost that room. But you know, who knows? They're undefeated in September. That's just my sense of it. I don't really have any sources on that. But I just, I don't, I just don't get, um, you know, where the Giants – kind of view themselves in this thing. It's like, I almost feel like it would be incumbent on the ownership or Farhan to just come out and say, hey, look, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Just be honest. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Giants this year. They're they're 64 and 68. They're 27 and a half games behind the Dodgers right. starting tonight. <laughs> uh, they're only up on the Diamondbacks by a half game. And I'm just looking at some of the numbers They've been really bad in one-run games, 18 and 25 in one-run games. That obviously is a you know, direct opposite to what they did a year ago. But then I'm looking at them kind of breaking them down for the year. They're 17 and 11 against the NL Central. They're 17 and 13 against the East. They're 500 against the American League. They're 20 and 34 against their own division. They're getting crushed in the division. They don't have a team in the division that they can beat. And that's right. really the problem. And he says he wants to get younger and more athletic. And that's all fine. And, you know, I'm, I, I guess I, I'm, I am impatient. Um, and I would like to see, you know, some, some serious change in this offseason. And I'd like to see them v- verbalize a direction. All right, you know what? We're here, and I, and nobody wants to put any timetables on themselves, and that makes sense. But you're now four years into your regime. I think it might be time for a timetable or two. You may want to come out and just say, hey, look, Giants fans, I know this was a hugely disappointing year, 
But this is our plan. We feel our we feel we're going to see minor league breakthroughs from our farm system in a year. Kyle Harrison, Casey Schmidt, whoever else we have coming down the down the uh, the pike. But at the same time, we think now is a good time for us to jump in on the free agent market, and we're committed to doing it. I mean, just something. Or, you know what? We only want to get bargains, so you know we're going to be really, really careful about how we spend our money in free agency. But just some direction, especially since they're asking people to re-up their deal and their contract right. for next year's tickets, and they just had – this wasn't the worst Giants team ever – but it might be the most freaking boring Giants team of all time. I mean, this is, might be the this might be the sleepiest team I think I've ever seen. And if you want <laughs> someone to throw down ten grand, twenty grand, right. thirty grand right. for season tickets months ahead of time, I think you got to tell them, man. I think you got to come out and say, "Hey, we're going all after Aaron Judge. We're going after Trey Turner. We're going to make Carlos Correa a prior." I mean, you know, verbalize what you want to do. Um, or 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 just surprise us and go do it. But to keep referencing big names and not delivering, I think just makes the fans resent you. You're right. You're right. And I think, Larry, that this is they're in a situation, I think Farhan's in a situation now where you have to put up. Because the fans, you know, fool me once, it's, okay, shame on you, shoot twice, you know, shame on me. So I, I think that you're in a situation now, I think Farhan understands that, that you're going to put butts in the seats and you're going to have to have a draw. And if you look at that roster, who just really is the, is a draw? Who are you saying, hey, God, like you just alluded to, am I going to spend $10,000 for season tickets, $20,000, you know, or, or thirty dollars for a pair? Am I going willing to spend that type of d- d- disposable income? It's 60 to I park. See a product? It's 60 yeah. bucks to park. Right. I, I just guys are going, people are going to be like, wow, who's there? Who's yeah. going to help put butts in that seat? You have to get someone that's going to help draw. Well, it's it's like one or the other, right? You either got to win games like they did last year, or you got to have a draw. You got to have yes. some reason to go to the yard. Um, and right now, man, they don't have that draw. They're not winning games. They got to have one or the other, I would think. So, anyway, if people want to weigh in on the Giants, I mean, where are you on the Giants? I put out a poll question for the Giants on Twitter, and the poll question is, you know. Just quoting Farhan, who says everything's on the table for us, including going out and being aggressive at the top end of the free agent market. I just asked the question, who will he sign? Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, none of the above. Right now, with about 1,000, almost 1,100 votes, um, Carlos Correa, 4%. Trey Turner, 7%. Aaron Judge, 33%. Good luck with that. None of the above has 56%. See, if I'm, wow. a, Gi- if I'm a Giants owner... I'm looking at that 56%, and that one should speak loud to you. The question was, who will Farhan sign? Giants fans have no belief that Farhan will sign Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, or Carlos Correa. And that, in in and of itself, I think is kind of the problem, is that he's talked a big game, and the fans don't believe him anymore. And it's like the boy that cried wolf. You cry wolf too many times, suddenly nobody buys your, your cries. So... We shall see on the giant yeah. front, but well, I hope it's Larry. For me, Larry, I hope it's easy. For me, it's Judd. You look at a guy that has a sphere of influence in the Central Valley, went to Fresno State. You think about what he could do as far as your your fan base. You already have a really good fan base. They just need to be re-energized. They need to be, and so you can get a name or a local kid or a kid that you know has a draw elsewhere. And you know, I think that you get a, a guy like that in that park, hit the long ball. 
people will come. Even if your team struggles, they want to watch that guy take a swipe at the ball. No question about it. This segment sponsored by Chilton Auto Body. Mike Chilton, all the good people at Chilton Auto Body do a great job. Check out Chilton Auto Body. All right, if you want to jump in on the calls or the text, we can take some of those. 1-888-957-9570. Once again, 1-888-957-9570. You want to talk Giants, you want to talk Little Niners, we'll get in some Niners coming up next. Coming up next, I want to ask I want to ask you guys, the audience, and and Low, because right now everybody's got an opinion on Trey Lance. But I get this feeling that if Trey Lance plays great, everybody's going to be like, "I knew it! I absolutely knew it! Saw it coming!" Trey was, I knew it in August. Said it to all my buddies. And then if Trey falls in his face, we're going to hear it the other way. I knew he. He had no chance. He had no chance, and I knew it. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. So I want to know right now, not just from Lowe, from you as well, on the text line and on the phone line, one eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Where are you on Trey Lance? Are you in, all in, partly in? Are you out, all out, partly out? Be on the record today before he suits it up Sunday against the Bears and we start to kind of react because you know people are going to move from one side to another. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So all that straight ahead, and then uh, Kyle Posey joins us as well at noon on 95.7 The Game. Now back to 95.7 The Game. 
And happy holiday to all of you. Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal with you on 95.7 The Game on this Labor Day. And if you're just tuning in, it started bright and early this morning with the uh, Red and Gold Roundtable with Bonte and Damon and uh, Kyle Madsen. And uh, and then, of course, Lo and I go until 1 o'clock today. And then Whitey and Alan Stiles will jump in from 1 to 4. And then at 4 o'clock, if you missed the Red and Gold Roundtable with Bonte and Damon and Kyle talking Niners, uh, we'll have that for you again this afternoon at 4 o'clock. So keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. Craig and Chris on the other side of the glass. The lines are all lit. The text line's exploding. one 888 And, uh, Lo, uh, before we get uh, get your thoughts on, on Trey, let's hit the lines because uh, Alex has got one on the Giants. So we'll get that out of the way before we get all deep into uh, Trey. Alex, welcome. What's going on? What's happening, Alex? Alex going once. Alex going twice. All right, Alex wasn't, so, wasn't so, as fired up to talk Giants as we thought. All right, let's take Gene in Oakland who wants to talk about Trey. And I want to know where people are on Trey because no matter what direction it goes in the next few weeks, there's going to be a lot of people claiming, I was all over it. I knew he was going to fail. I knew he was going to succeed. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, Gene, how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, when you ask the question, where am I on Trey, it kind of depends on, you know, what you mean. If you mean, like, long term, I, I'm uh, I'm a Trey supporter. I mean, we've seen what he's capable of doing. That Trey, excuse me, that, that passed it to uh, Danny Gray. Uh, I mean, I can't. I'm, I've been following football for, for many decades, and I don't remember you know, more than a handful of quarterbacks that could make a pass like that, you know. Uh, on the other hand, he's 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 rusty. He's rough. He's uh, raw. He's missing the short passes, which is which is critical. So short term, um, I have some real question marks. You know, so if you could give me a moment, I mean, I'd like to say something about how disappointed I am in the organization, meaning uh, Shanahan, uh, in particular, uh, in the off season and Lynch, um, because I think they've made a lot of mistakes, uh, and it starts with. First of all, committing early on to to Trey, maybe they felt the pressure. Uh, I don't know to say this guy's ready to go before they really knew if he would be ready to go. And basically, you know, signing off on Jimmy Garoppolo and to the, you know, fortunately for them, nobody took Jimmy and they've got him as a backup. And meanwhile, they've, they've got a, they had a couple of backups that were that are absolutely terrible. I mean, you know, do they do they truly vet Nick Sudfeld before they? put him as a backup for Trey, and and worst of all, the O-line. I mean, I bet if they had it to do over again, they'd probably pay Tomlinson his $14 million that he's getting this year. Maybe try a little harder to keep Alex Max because, Mack, because uh, you know, four question marks on the O-line, I mean, that's enough to torpedo the season just by itself. I hear you. I hear you. Let, let me, uh, Gene, we appreciate you. Have a, have a great afternoon. Let me get Lowe's thoughts on that. Lowe, um, I don't know if I would share those thoughts, you know, as far as disappointment in Shanahan and Lynch in the offseason. I mean, if a guy wants to retire like Alex Mack, he's going to retire. I don't think they had any impact on that. And I think the philosophy for many teams, not just the 49ers, is you pay tackles. You don't pay guards. If you got Quentin Nelson, you pay him. If you have John Hanna or somebody incredible from yesteryear, you pay him. Mike Munchak is a guy that you know well, I'm sure. You pay Mike yes. Munchak. But you don't pay every guard 
or you wind up running out of money in the NFL in the salary cap era? Yeah, unfortunately, Larry, you're, you're absolutely right. Because Lincoln, you think it, you know, you think of Thomason, you look at them, the guard. I like what he he what he brought to the table. His physical, that left side was pretty dominant when you think about what you had on that left side, and now you don't have it. But you're absolutely right. You got to invest in tackles. You understand that. In the guard position, unfortunately, they don't get the market that the tackles get. So I have some question marks about the offensive line. I think that rightfully so, everyone should say, yes, we have to see what they can do because this team is predicated on being able to run the ball and being physical. So I, I, I do have some concerns about the line. Am I over-concerned? No. I think that you can still, because of Shanahan's creativity and how he is as an offensive play caller, you are going to still be okay because of what he can do with the, with all the dressings that he can bring at you. Where are you with Trello? I mean, um, I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I'm kind of with that last caller in that um, I I have total confidence that Trey is going to get there. But the same way that I have, co- I had confidence in Alex Smith that he would get there. Why? Because great prospect, smart kid, athletic kid. Football means important to him. Football means a lot to him. Both Alex and Trey are from football families. Alex's uncle, you know, coach at Michigan State. Trey's dad played in the CFL. Um, so I really believe, like Alex got there, Trey's going to get there. But how Alex was the 05 number one pick, he didn't become a pro bowler until his eighth year. And I'm not saying it's going to take Trey eight years. I don't believe it will. But I love Trey long term, but I don't know what they're going to get short term from him. How, where are right. you on Trey? Well, first of all, let me ask you, Larry, where are you at on on I think the question has to be first, where are you at on Jimmy? Is it a situation do you think that Jimmy wins the Super Bowl this year? Or does he get you one game closer? Does he go all away this time? You look at last year, the year before, how much more can you get at Jimmy G? I think that's a question yeah. that has to be that has to be answered. Well, okay, I'll tell you. I watch the All-22, and I'll study it. I'll roll it back and forth over and over and over again. What I started to see, I would say, about two years ago on Garoppolo is that late in the down, he's dangerous. And I mean dangerous in a negative way. First look, first read, uh, shot plays where he knows where he's going with the ball. He's decisive early in the down. I like what I see. When you can take away his first read, make him hold it, make him survey the field, what I see is a guy who doesn't step into his throws, can't really throw the deep ball at all, can't throw the ball outside the numbers with any real conviction or consistency or accuracy. So what I see is I see defenders late in the down, cheating in the middle of the field, and I'm seeing Garoppolo consistently making a lot of the same mistakes where he's late, over the middle of the field, and it's resulting in either a, a easy turnover or what should be an easy turnover. And I just think that Garoppolo, when you, you know, Trey is there because you have to defend every blade of grass against Trey Lance. He's got that kind of arm. He's got that kind of speed. Uh, and he can th- make the plays outside the numbers and down the field. I think Jimmy, uh, you know, push comes to shove. 
uh, especially late in the down, man, you don't have to worry about him beating you over the top. And you don't got to worry about him beating you outside. So you cheat to the middle, and then the middle gets packed with defenders, and then he floats balls over the middle, and they get picked. So that's what I'm seeing, and I'm seeing that repeated, that mistake repeated over and over and over again. So I'm I'm a little down on Jimmy from that perspective. And how do you, how do you feel about Jimmy when you think about okay right now when we talking about the offensive line a couple minutes ago we we're talking about alluded to you don't have Thomason you don't have a lot of the guys offensive line you're having a tackle that was a first round pick but you know coming off injury so how do you feel about the offensive line in your opinion? Um, I, you know, I had somebody call last week and say, man, the Raider offensive line is better than the Niner offensive line. I don't see that at all. I think the Raider okay. offensive line is a circus. I think, you know, you start with Trent Williams. The big question on the Niner offensive line is McGlinchey. McGlinchey looks bad. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I've seen him in camp. He And when I say bad, I'm just saying he looks like he's in pain. He's got a lot of dings. I don't know how his body's holding up at this point. I'm not sure how he's going to get through this year. He's not moving well. He looks he looks like he's in a lot of pain. Uh, he's had mm-hmm. a number of different injuries. So, I mean, my first question would be, what are you getting out of McGlinchey? But I'm not as concerned about Banks. I know there's been a lot of, a lot of people that are unhappy with Banks. But I uh-huh. watched that All-22, and I looked at every snap in the preseason about five different times. I don't see the cause for alarm in Banks. I think he's he's big, he's wide, he's a soundman sign, uh, soundment, assignment sound. Easy for me to say. Mm-hmm. I like I Burford, um, and I think they. I think ultimately Zakel is going to be their center. They're young in the interior, but I like all the talent. So, and I like Chris Forster as a coach. And you know better than anybody, the old line coach means a ton. So. They're not there yet, but I think they'll get there. I'm not as concerned about the O line as some. How how so? When you're, you, you, I, I love Chris. Max, Max, been knowing Chris for years. But when you're, you're talking about that line, you're saying, okay, we already know the tackle that we have, and he's a beast. He's a, probably one of the best players in the league. But yep. when in the middle, are you confident in the center guard? So you're you're, you're giving them a. B C are you are you at, at well, as a C where, where you because I'm not I'm, I'm asking not, yeah I'm not that I'm not that confident in uh, in Brendel but that's just basically I haven't seen a lot of Brendel and I don't put a lot of credence into O line play in camp right because what thing about over the years Peyton Manning Tom Brady two of the, arguably the greatest two of the best quarterbacks we've seen right agree could we agree with that yeah Peyton, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not going to hurt you with his legs. We can agree on you're there, right? Yep. He's going to hurt you with the ball and his smarts and his IQ. What does Tom Brady do better than anyone? Don't you love the way that he climbs in the pocket, his pocket presence? Yeah, I mean, he knows, he, you know, he, you know he, he doesn't move well, but he moves exceptionally well within the pocket, and his pocket awareness is elite. That's what I see. Do we lose love? Oh, Trey. Oh, there we go. You there? Yeah, we got you. Are you guys got me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. So we, the reason why, Larry, I'm going here because you were asking me what do I think about Trey. And, yeah, where and the are reason you why with I had Trey? To, and the reason why I was going down this road is because people have to realize the offensive line right now is not set. Tom Brady climbs up in the pocket and he makes moves because the outside pass rushers, everyone pays these outside pass rushers, but – People sometimes forget about the middle. Tom Brady can climb in the middle of the pocket and they'll still get the ball off because the pass rushers go by him so he can climb up. Jimmy G in the pocket, he wants to step in. If he doesn't have, if he does not have a center in the guard that can hold guys off, he can't step up necessarily. 
who how, what happens to Jimmy then? He becomes less than average. He can't necessarily get out of the way, can't step through throws. So when you're in that situation, to me, I think Trey fits this team and this offense better now than Jimmy because of the offensive line. Because now Trey in this team, you can boot, you can do counters, and here's the thing, you can get you can get Trey outside of the pocket, and once he's outside of the pocket, he becomes a double threat. He can throw the ball and he or he can run. So when you're thinking about the Niners offensive line and how McTad there is right now, McShift, how they are right now, not stable, it's besides your left tackle, McGlinchey being injured, you have to say, Cal Shanahan, this might be have to be his finest hour because of the fact he has a young mobile quarterback that's strong, that's physical, that can hurt you with his legs, and teams are going to have to say, if we come after him, and if guys aren't in their lanes, they're passing lanes, and if guys get out of their lane, Trey can hurt you with his legs. And that's going to be huge. I look for Trey to have over three. If you said make the bet right now, Lorenzo, will Trey have over 300 yards rushing this year? I'm betting the over. Because that's the kind of athlete and the kind of talent that, you, that, he, that he has. So I think that Cal Shanahan, because he knows what he has in this young man, he is going to move him. He's going to simplify things, but he's going to make this game easier for Trey because he's going to have to coach because, no, he doesn't have the football IQ that Jimmy does. He doesn't have the experience that Jimmy does, but Jimmy doesn't have the football and athletic ability that Trey has in order to get out of out of, out of harm's way with his legs. So I think Trey right now is better for this team, not to say he's a better quarterback because he's not. But athletically, I think you have to give him a huge edge. And with Cal Shanahan being the play caller that he is, I give him the edge. Yeah. No, I, I think it's – and then you also know that Kyle, you know, with a, with a quarterback like Trey, who's going to be so good in the play-action game, so dangerous right. in the boot game, um, yes. that – heck, I was we talked before about Florida and Utah yesterday – how about Richardson, the quarterback? Two days it was two days ago. Uh, Richardson, the quarterback for Florida. How dangerous is he in the boot game? And it's like you know Trey can be that dangerous. I think we're going to see a diversification of the Niner run game, and I think that that's going to make them very very difficult to defend. So I guess my read from what you're saying, Lo, is that you're in on Trey. You're not one of these guys who's like ah, I don't see it, I don't believe in it. You believe in him. Yeah, I, I believe in him, but but I want people to understand because yeah, a lot of people are going to call in and say, "Look, Jimmy G is is, is can throw the ball or, or is a better quarterback." And I would say, in a lot of areas, Jimmy G is better. I think mostly right now is just the mental game of it that you know his decisions because he's a veteran quarterback. He's been there. Right now, what has we seen from Trey? Trey has he's a young quarterback. We haven't seen enough of him and body of work to make really any assumptions. But we can say, like you said, you saw him throw the long ball. You've seen him do some things with his face, with his legs, getting in and out of trouble. So we have seen some flashes that he's capable. Does he have the talent? Yes. Now it's going to start above the shoulders. 
Can Cal Shanahan have this young man ready to play and understand play within himself? Hey, when they see cover three, what's the cover three beaters? Okay, you go out there, and this, I think this is what you, – you're a scout. You understand this. Cal Shanahan is going to look and say, okay, when in the red zone, people are going to play, you know, probably four, cover four, four, you know, uh, cover four, four across. Or they might play, you know, cover eight, quarter, 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 and half, and then have, you know, have four, four in front, four in back in the red zone because they shrink it. So where's the windows? So Cal Shannon is going to have, okay, probably for a young quarterback, here's the coverages, two, three, whatever it may be, and say, here's where the ball goes. So you you instill that in that young man's mind that, okay, bam, here's the window here. Okay, against cover two, we know the middle of the field. So you go through these things, and it becomes repetition. Becomes repetitious. He's got to constantly, okay, here's against three. Where's the ball going? Okay, against cover four. Where's the ball going? Okay, against cover six. Where's it going? Where's this ball going? And that's what Cal Shanahan and the quarterback coach should be on him constantly. Have, you know, boom, go out there and have him, you know, visually get on the board. Bam, where's the ball going? Draw cover three for me. Draw cover four. These are the things that need to happen for a young quarterback, and I really believe Cal Shanahan's doing that. Yeah, and I and I believe Trey's got the – he's got the capacity to, you know, pre-snap, know where to go with the ball. I think he's going to be decisive. Mechanics-wise, he needs to work, but he knows right. what – he sees it. He sees it, and he knows where he's going with the football. Let's take a couple of these calls before the break here. Um, Dominic's in, in the Bay Area and wants to weigh in on, on Jimmy and Trey. Are you? Where are you with with uh, Trey Dominic? Welcome. You're on ninety five seven. The game. Hey Larry, how you doing, man? Uh, Good. Spoke with you, you know, after that game we played uh, the Texans uh, Thursday night. Um, the mattress guy. Nice, nice. How are you, Dominic? Hey. How's things? Uh, pretty good, man. Yes, I subscribe to your channel and stuff. I've been following what you guys been talking about and. I just want to say I appreciate all you guys' hard work and how you guys, if you put 49ers on the map, you show us love when everybody else is hating on us. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate you, man. Where are you on uh, on Trey Lance? You're hearing me and Lowe kind of go back and forth uh, with Trey. Are you are you all in? Are you partly in? Are you all out? You partly out? Are you hedging? Where are you with him? Yeah, you know, it's bittersweet, man. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jimmy G fan, man, but, you know, you know, that last play when he just caught that ball up, when we were just so close to getting back to that Super Bowl, I was done, man. I was like. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that play, it just, it killed me, man. You know, the way we, you know, struggled against the Packers in that game and we pulled out the game is like Jimmy G didn't really win that game for us. You know, we had a we had a blocked field goal and, and a blocked punt all in one game, which is like, that never happens, right? And it's like, man, I'm ready. I'm ready for them to turn the page. You know, Kyle Shanahan and, and John Lynch, they're worried about their job. So, you know, of course, they got to keep Jimmy G. Um, but, man, it's, it's time to make the move. I feel like Trey is good enough. If he just can just go out there and be solid, I feel like our defense is good enough. Our receivers, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan, he can scheme up, you know, game plans. And I feel like the NFC is wide open. I think I think we can go all in with Trey. Yeah, I'm with you on the NFC, by the way, and uh, and Dominic, we appreciate you, and uh, thank you for tuning into my channel. If you, he's referencing the fact that I do the Krug Show on YouTube, so if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, but uh, we, you know, I agree wholeheartedly with what he just said about the conference. Uh, low, I don't, I don't, I don't see a power broker in this conference. It seems the NFC, the AFC looks kind of scary. The NFC looks wide freaking open. 
It, it does. He's absolutely right. You look at the conference, and right now, I mean, I know it looks open, but let's let's not just dismiss the Rams, okay? We can't dismiss the Los Angeles Rams. That team won a Super Bowl. Yep. They still got a guy by the Aaron Donald. And let me tell you right now, you have the best quarterback in the, you know, probably, you know, in the, of course, in the AFC, um, NFC West, it is. You have the best quarterback in staff. You see the way this man, he leaves Detroit, and look at this guy. He's tearing it up. So they have a quarterback. They have a good team. Yes, the Niners are not behind them far, if at all. The NFC is open. You, Tom Brady, don't know, you know, gosh, you know, not at training camp. It's family problems, whatever issues he has. You know, he's lost his, you know, some defensive guys. And Tom is great. So you never can count out Tom Brady because he's he, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. But if you look at the NFC, it's definitely wide open. Yeah. Lori's in Phoenix and wants to get in on this. Hey, Lori, you're on the game. Hey, guys. Um, So to me, I think, you know, we talk about these draft picks and where they get picked. And, you know, I think him being picked number three overall is where all the pressure is coming from. And they're like, oh, the organization, he has to be elite. He has to be great. Trey was never going to be any better than what he was going to be, regardless if he was picked at three or if he fell into the second round. Um, his potential, the reason he was chosen was because that's where the Niners felt they had to go to get him. So I do feel like raw talent-wise, athleticism, you know, the thought that they wanted to move away from Jimmy G to go out and get a quarterback that can do everything was their goal. That was their, their mindset was we don't need to go out and get another Jimmy G. We already know what we can do with a quarterback like Jimmy G. We need to go and, and, and go to that next level. Now, he's not going to start there. Obviously, this kid is the rawest of all the kids that were, you know, available in that draft. Far and away. I do think there's going to be some growing pains. Um, I do. But I do think the potential for his success is great. And he's got a great team and a great coaching staff around him. We don't talk enough about that. We don't talk about how he's not being thrown in in a horrible organization. Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers know what they're doing. Now, whether or not he's going to be elite this year or it's going to take probably a couple of years. We're going to have to be patient, but I, I do think the 49ers can still get back to the playoffs and possibly any team can do it. It's the 49ers that can get to a Super Bowl with Trey, even being raw. Appreciate it, Laurie. Have a great uh, holiday. Finish up to your holiday weekend. one eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero for your calls and texts. All right, there is a late-breaking story on this Labor Day from Albert Breer connected to the 49ers and Trey Lance. We'll hit that next, and we'll talk a little bit about Jimmy G's restructure with Lowe. Is it more about Trey Lance, or is it more about other factors? We'll get into it next. Larry Kruger, Lowe Neal with you on Labor Day on 95 Seven the game, and we should tell you that this segment was sponsored by the San Diego a Tourism Authority. When you're happy and you know it in San Diego, there's no limit to how you can show it. Endless sunshine, coastline, and outdoor adventures inspire waves of feel-good vibes. Plan your trip today at sandiego.org. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.